What's going on guys, Captain Carlos here with Marea Gear. I know it's been a while since we've connected, my apologies. Uh, life got super busy and is getting busier by the day, but I wanted to reconnect here on a topic that I've been meaning to do for a while, and that's deep dropping. Uh, without further ado, I'm gonna dive into it. So what what is deep dropping? Deep dropping is a style of bottom fishing that you literally go to some extreme depths to target fish that aren't typically seen, to be honest, um, but delicious on the dinner table, okay? And just a really cool tactic too, because you don't know what you're gonna catch. Um, there's a variety of species that live in these dark, dark, dark places down there. And with deep dropping, it enables you to target them locate them and then bring them home okay um, typically deep dropping involves electric reels okay most guys are using the LP 1200 nowadays that's kind of like the standard for heavy-duty commercial grade or industrial grade um, electric reels okay here they're based out of Pompano Beach which is right down the road from our warehouse in Fort Lauderdale um, kind of you know, very fortunate to be based out of Florida here too, just because it's kind of the, the fishing epicenter of saltwater fishing for sure. And these guys at LP built in, in like I said, industrial grade reel. I mean, the thing is just a workhorse. It's solid. Um, I've caught multiple swordfish on them, used them for grouper fishing in the Bahamas, snapper fishing. I mean, you can pretty much do any type of deep dropping with this reel without fail, okay? Over 20, 20 plus years of using them, I've, I think I've only seen one hiccup, so that's a pretty damn good ratio as far as the, the, the testament, you know, of how durable these things are. The other reel that I'm also a big fan of um, is the Daiwa Seaboard MJ. 1200 okay that reel uh, what's cool about it is it's half the weight of the LP 1200 yet still has pretty much the same stopping power or close to it with the drag system all right um, the readout on the Daiwa I actually like a lot better I think it shows better in those high sunny days it's got better contrast against the Sun um, so it's a little easier to read, um, although the LP does outweigh it with the line capacity and just overall, um, I guess, performance of the reel um, when it comes to pulling up a fish. Now, going back to the Daiwa for a second, uh, give you a little backstory. I was able to test this reel out when it first came out on the market a few years ago and took it over to the Bahamas. Literally, I think it was the first or second drop, we were in like 1,200 feet of water, and I landed my biggest Mystic grouper to date on the first drop. The motor didn't really heat up that bad, to be honest, okay? Stayed pretty cool the whole time, and the fish was pushing the triple digit mark, close to 100 pounds. So, very good testament on what the reel can do and its capabilities. Um, it's got a nice little jog dial that's just buttery smooth. Um, overall, I think Daiwa knocked it out of the park with that reel and it is doing well. You know, um, it's part of their uh, their electric reel series, which 
you know i've always been a big fan of their tanacoms for kite fishing but this reel for deep dropping is it's awesome it's lightweight but it still has the power um it does not have the capacity like the lp but you could still swordfish with it so you have enough line capacity you know it'll get the job done um you want to match either one of those reels up with a rod capable of doing this type of fishing hence a deep drop rod all deep drop rods have a bent button on for a specific reason when the rod is sitting off the gunnel you know laying kind of horizontal you know across the the gunnel there on the side of the boat it makes it easier to detect a bite and when the rod does load up you can fight the fish from the gunnel um, straight butts don't really do the job so you need to make sure that you use a bed butt when you're deep dropping now the blank that you're going to be using the actual rod itself okay you want it to be rated um, preferably 80 pound plus that's what i would shoot for just to have you want to have that backbone in the rod you want a fast action tip to help you to detect the bite um, the rod that i use is made by my boy over at rock solid custom rods jamie he uh he built me an 80 to unlimited blank with a really fast action tip so i could really detect those bites even if they're 1500 feet down it's, it's pretty cool um the line that we're using on these reels okay and these outfits is braided line that's the only thing that we use reason being braided line does not stretch okay it has a micro thin diameter and it allows you to detect those bites 1800 feet down if need be um big benefits of the braid you know 30 40 years ago we weren't able to really do that not to the level that we're doing it now um and it's just amazing to see the improvements of technology and, and you know what we have available nowadays uh so that's your outfit um, you want to make sure the components on the rod are pretty much the highest that you can get. This isn't something to skimp out on, okay? You don't want to get like cheap alkanite guides or, you know, just pop metal, you know, material. You're using heavy braided line. You're using reels that are electric powered, okay? They have a lot of drag. You can apply a lot of heat to these things. So you want components that dissipate heat quickly very hard rings and they'll hold up to this abuse day in and day out um fuji silicone carbides sea guides silicone carbides um pretty much any silicone carbide insert or nitride you you'd be all right with uh i stay away from the rollers it's just personal preference i'm not a big fan of rollers um i like low profile guides no nonsense uh, i figure less moving parts less things that can break and go wrong hence no rollers <laughs> um the rod length on these deep drop rods are typically ranging anywhere from five and a half to maybe seven and a half foot seven foot something like that i don't think they get much bigger than that um and you want like i said a fast action tip now let's dive into the rigs the type of rigs that you're going to use that's really going to vary on the species that you're targeting if you're targeting smaller fish like blue line tilefish, gray tilefish, uh, black snapper, hand bones, stuff like that, then I would, you know, use a four hook rig. 
um, each of those hooks being a, a little bit smaller hook too. You want to kind of cater it towards the, the size of the species you're targeting in their mouth. So 3.0 to 5.0, somewhere in that range for snapper usually works pretty good. Uh, the reason I give it such a range is because the hook size ranges all across the board amongst each manufacturer. So just to give you an example, a 5.0 in a BMC is not gonna be the same as a 5.0 in a Mustang, okay? Um, that gives you a little bit of reference, so to speak. Now, the other hook rig that you're gonna wanna use for bigger fish, bigger grouper, um, maybe even bigger snapper, bigger, definitely bigger tilefish, the golden tilefish, stuff like that, that get up to, you know, 40, 50, 100 pounds or more. Um, then you're gonna, you know, use a bigger circle hook, something a little bit heavier gauge wire, that's important, because you don't want the hooks to straighten out or bend out. Um, so I'm typically using anywhere between a 9.0 to, it could be up to a 14.0, depending on the size bait that I'm using, which leads us into the next deal. Um, when you're out there deep dropping, the number one bait that you gotta have on board is squid, okay? You can't leave the dock without having maybe a case of squid on the boat. As a backup, and for me, actually, I can't even say that. It, it's probably just as priority as squid is, is having some fresh bait. Not stuff that has been sitting in your freezer and you've dethrawed like three or four times. So I'm talking about stuff that you caught while um, you were out there the day before or the night before or the morning of, and it's fresh and you kept it on ice, like bonita or barracuda. Barracuda are great because their skin's real tough and it's hard to get off the hook. So if you're going to those depths, you don't want to make, you want to make sure that your bait stays on the hook, right? So all little things, you know, nuances that you got to keep in mind. Um, I'm a big fan of uh, like jack, you know, dolphin bellies, stuff like that. Uh, again, just try to stay fresh. That is the key. Um, let's talk about lead, what you actually need to get to the bottom, right? In these depths. That's also going to vary. That's going to vary depending on the depth, okay, the conditions, how fast the current is moving. Sometimes it's smoking out there at three to five knots, okay. Sometimes it's barely moving at half a knot, which is ideal for deep dropping, okay. But I typically have anywhere from, let's say, four pounds being the lightest, all the way up to 10, 12 pounds. Um, maybe three or four different ranges within you know those weights will keep you covered out there uh, for pretty much any condition or nuance that you can run into got to have some variety again you know the conditions change uh, i don't even want to say on a daily basis sometimes it's on an hourly basis when you're out there deep dropping so uh, keep that in mind have a couple varieties of leads in your box, you know, on deck. Um, I do like the stick leads. Obviously that makes it easier to put them in the rod holders when you're moving from spot to spot. Uh, they get pricey though. You don't wanna lose one of these rigs and the lead. I mean, combined, that's a that's $100 rig, you know, gone. A lot of these leads get up to 50, 60 bucks a pop. Uh, so keep that in mind. Another thing, when, uh, and this is an important little tip, that you'll you'll learn hopefully from this podcast 
when you're deploying your bait, okay, and you found your spot, you're ready to drop, don't back off completely on the spool. You've got a lot of lead on there, so it will backlash, you know, if you don't apply a little bit of tension to the spool. A lot of guys will lose their whole rig just by backing off too quickly. Okay, I've seen it. I've seen it happen multiple times right in front of me. So keep that in mind. You want to obviously apply a little bit of pressure so there's still drag, but enough to where it slides out nice and smoothly and freely. Okay. Um, I think that covers it for your, your basics here. Uh, just for rigs and gear, we are going to have a, a few more parts to this deep drop series, but I appreciate you guys very much for tuning in today. Um, if you learned something here, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, uh, check us out on TikTok too. We've been posting a lot of stuff there lately as well. We appreciate you and God bless. We'll talk to you soon.